Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Lotus podcast, a platform dedicated to spiritual research and development. This podcast is meant to throw a little bit of light onto the path of each one of us and hopefully assist each of our listeners to take their own next step. With good intentions and one eye always on our truth, please remain open to what lies ahead. From my heart to yours, and from my mind to yours, may our spirit show us the way. On this episode, we shall talk about the three postulates of esoteric philosophy, the three axioms through which our understanding of the cosmos unfolds. Please take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. The nature of the all has been the subject of unaccountable studies since the beginning of incarnated consciousness. Scholars, philosophers, scientists, religious doctrines all attempt to unravel the mysteries of the all. The view of each one, the path or the lens each principle chooses to begin their examination with, is equally helpful when they are used with appropriate measure and maturity. Their amalgamation with each one's application when appropriate does give us a glimpse of that, that which is and always will. Madame H. P. Blavatsky has managed through her writings to distill three postulates that gather together all that we can conclude about that life of which we are a part of and within which we, as humankind and the universe, exist. The first axiom says that there is a one principle, the absolute, from which all life is issued and to which all life shall return at the end of their cycle of existence. The second one tells us that there is a fundamental law of periodicity, the enactment of which creates the ebb and flow in everything. The third one says that the soul is identical with the oversoul, that each unit is identical to that whole of which it is a part of. All three of them need further explanations to give us their true meaning, so eloquently presented in only a few words. Let us see then and explain each one. As we already mentioned, the first axiom tells us that there is a principle from which all life is issued and to which all life shall return. That principle is beyond all conditioned existence, beyond all and any manifestations, physical or otherwise. Spirit and matter are its two facets. It is both and it is none at once. It is both spirit and matter, for there is nothing that the Absolute is not. And it is none because there cannot be anything that the Absolute is not already. The Absolute 
cannot be something beyond which there are others. It is absolute in every imaginable conception and therefore has no relation to the restrictions of existence because existence presupposes a vessel through which a consciousness can manifest, a body through which the soul can express itself. And all manifestations are by definition limited in relation to it. It is omnipresent, it is everywhere as that state of absolute, but simultaneously it is nowhere, for all that we can perceive is either a conditioned aspect of it and therefore not absolute, or it becomes conditioned by our perception. It is also eternal, the cause of the all, that itself remains causeless. Nothing was that thrusted the absolute into existence, it merely is. The parentless parent of all universes and all levels of consciousness that are unavoidably conditioned and therefore limited in relation to it. And it is boundless, for it cannot be restricted or bound in space or time, and it is immutable, for there is nothing that exists within it that can alter it, and there is nothing within it that the Absolute is not already. That principle is absolute, and as such it is beyond conception, for as long as our consciousness, or in fact any kind of consciousness, has not merged with it. Consciousness by itself is limitation, it is limited and limiting, immersed in conditions and attributes. Whatever the development of an entity, from humans to the highest Elohims or Archangels or the Anchohans, we all remain a step beneath the Absolute Consciousness, as long as we are we. Whatever the stage of development of each entity, Consciousness is to be able to accumulate perception, and perception of something implies that there is something beyond it that is to be perceived, something that is not perceived already. But the Absolute Being is simultaneously the consciousness, the perception, and the thing to be perceived, all three in one, realized forever. Such a state of hyper-consciousness to our limited minds seems unconsciousness, and that is why that state is better described by the name Absolute Beingness instead of being. Herein lies the answer to the misconception that the absolute beingness creates the all to become aware of itself. That hyperconsciousness has no need for that. It already is. This is only truth for its manifestation, the manifested God or Gods which are caused by the absolute beingness and emanate from it. That process of manifestation of God or consciousness is itself a great chapter, one that is beyond the scope of this episode, but we will talk about it in the future.
we have seen that absolute beingness is something that transcends human cognition. In its manifestation, however, we can extrapolate some attributes that help us understand how the cosmos functions. This leads us to the second and third axioms. The second axiom says that there is a fundamental law of periodicity that rules all of creation. A ceaseless interchange between an outbreath of activity and the subsequent inbreath of rest. A continuous cyclic motion or rhythm with a beginning, middle, and end. The end which will then lead to a new beginning, a new outbreath. This is observed in all aspects of nature and applies both to the visible and invisible worlds. As day and night, from the smallest plant to the greatest civilization, planets and galaxies, so do everything have an ebb and flow within the field of the boundless eternity of the cosmos. Countless worlds and universes appear and disappear, all following the same cycle into and out of existence. Each cycle of movement is connected with others, larger and smaller cycles of existence. Like a seed in the ground, ending its cycle of existence to be reborn as a tree, upon which we have the life cycles of each of its cells, each branch and root, each leaf and each flower, itself having to die to be reborn as a fruit, all within the life cycle of a unit of that tree species. The soul of man itself is sparked into existence from the Absolute and thrown into the playground of manifestation with its one end at the level of the monad and its other end that of mankind. That spark of consciousness must go then through several smaller cycles. First, appear through that of the mineral kingdom, then that of the plant kingdom, that of the animal kingdom, until that consciousness has developed enough to make use of a human body. There, at the other end of the cycle of its existence, it must continue its journey through many lifetimes and personalities, develop an individuality or the ability to be self-conscious, until that time comes when, in its introspection, man discovers his soul and becomes able to express it through the personality. Consciousness then, when developed enough, leaves mankind as well and begins its journey back to the monad through more cycles of manifestation beyond the physical realm until it becomes a god, a logos, one with the monad waiting for that time when the cycle of its existence, together with that of countless other sparks of consciousness, comes to an end, and together with their universe are inhaled back into that absolute consciousness, which, for our limited mind, seems unconsciousness. That end of its cycle where manifestation itself ceases its period of activity and enters a period of rest into blissful oneness.
only to re-emerge with a new explosion of light. The manifestation of the Absolute, then, exists in cycles, periodically. The third axiom tells us something that we touched upon before, of the fundamental identity of all souls with the universal oversoul. It is the hermetic, as above, so below, as within, so without, where each part of a whole is connected to and reflecting the whole, governed by the same rules and principles which apply according to the law of analogy. Like the seed, the flower, the fruit and the tree, all function under the same principles, irrespective of how they appear in carrying out their functions. The Oversoul is itself an aspect of the Absolute, or rather, its manifestation. It is through that which all shall spring forth into the multitude of dimensions, the tensor of which is the physical one. All sparks of consciousness that manifest through the different vessels or bodies in each dimension have their own cycle to endure, their own role and function in the universe, their own pilgrimage to complete. But even in their countless different facets, every single consciousness and its manifestation is connected to that oversoul and is reflecting its attributes. All are ruled by the same principles, whose way of application will depend on the level they exist in. As in the cycles we talked about before, the cycle of existence of a tree in the material plane is different than that of a planet. The principle of periodicity, though, which is only one of many cosmic laws, rules them both, but the way it appears and is implemented is different in each case, according to the level, dimension, and entity concerned. We have the three axioms, then. There is an absolute beingness beyond all relation to the bound, restricted cosmos of consciousness, which manifests periodically a law that governs all levels of creation with each unit of life or consciousness functioning at its level as does the highest manifestation of the Absolute, all following the same steps to develop, even if it does not appear so at first glance. From atoms to worlds, all spiral through their development within the same field of existence, guided by the same laws whose application will appear different according to the level applied. This development, this breath or cyclic movement, has neither a beginning nor an end, with each unit of life, with each one of innumerable universes, progressing in an ongoing spiral of evolution. Try to close your eyes and ponder on what this means for us humans what this means for you. Try to envision yourselves, to see them as incarnated souls or consciousness, 
always connected with the Absolute and its aspects, spirit and matter, as part of the whole that is creation. Moving on in our personal development, walking on a path that is simultaneously walked by everyone we have or will ever meet. Some may walk it unconsciously still, others may be a few steps ahead, others walking next to us, but all with the same purpose, to climb up and return through all the cycles to that end which is our home, our true essence. Now, including your awareness the present moment, this precious moment. With your next inhalation and every new breath, bring your consciousness to your experience in the now, to what you find within you and all around you. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance, reassuring that whatever you find is okay. Bringing again and again into your awareness that sensation of togetherness, of brotherhood, of interconnectedness, and remember that state which is our home, our true essence, infinite bliss, is always within and all around us. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Lotus podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting the show by sharing it or becoming a Patreon to enjoy special rewards and extra content. You can find more about us on our website, thehouseoflotus.eu. Thank you and enjoy your present.